Real Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. Good morning. Welcome to Real Presence Live. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I am Emily Lita. And we are broadcasting live this morning from St. Lambert's Parish in eastern Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Welcome to our listeners in Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming, and Wisconsin. You nailed it. I did. And you're on your home turf. This is your parish. This is my home parish. These are your people. <laughs> the second best parish in, in the Diocese element. of Sioux Falls after the Cathedral of St. Joseph. Thank you. Well, I have to say, you stay quiet over there. <laughs> so we've got a great show coming up for you this morning. Um, Emily, I thought before we get started, do, do you know what? Little, little pop quiz, Emily. I'm sorry. This is, but you will roll with it well because you do this. Do you know whose feast day it is? Is it Agnes? Very, yes, it is. Thank you. Yes. I knew this one. Were you? I know My you, were in, you were in Rome for, for a little bit. Were you in Rome in the fall or the spring? In the spring. You were? Yeah. So, does today mean anything to you? Oh, now it's going to be come really up later. hard. It'll uh, come up later. No, it doesn't mean anything to It'll me. Come up oh, is this? There's no, Ro- I don't know. There's a Roman tradition. Okay, no, nope, I don't know it. Today. But, um, so what we're going to do today before we find out what's going in the show, we're going to start with prayer. And for prayer, we're going to pray the collect of the opening prayer from Mass. Let's begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty, ever-living God, who choose what is weak in the world to confound the strong, Mercifully grant that we, who celebrate the heavenly birthday of your martyr, St. Agnes, may follow her constancy in the faith. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And I love that, um, who chose what is weak in the world to confound the strong, mm-hmm. just because there's so many things mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Where that is directly applicable. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Why don't we, uh, though, first turn it over to Fargo, North Dakota, for the... Uh, for <laughs> North Dakota. <laughs> what's, what's going on in the show today? Yeah, sure, you betcha. What's coming up on this morning's Real Presence Live, don't you know? Oh, that was good. You nailed it. <laughs> a new year means a new legislative session in South Dakota. Chris Motes, Executive Director of the South Dakota Catholic Conference, will stop by to give us a sense of what we might see over the next couple months. And as the Diocese of Sioux Falls prepares for the ordination and installation of their new bishop, Bishop Emeritus Paul Swain will join us to share some of his favorite memories over the years and talk about what's next for him in retirement. And why is it so important for married couples to spend time together, just the two of them? That's what we'll ask Deacon Jim and Barb Shear as we preview an upcoming retreat just for married couples at Terra Sancta Retreat Center in Rapid City. All that and a whole lot more is coming up this morning on Real Presence Live. Right back to you. Thanks, Fargo. <laughs> I need to work on my accent. I can't well, keep up with that. I'm from that. Minnesota, I so, so I can. I have to go back to my roots, and then it's all good. That's amazing. So we are joined in studio. Uh, in studio? Is this the studio? This sounds is a studio. This is the yeah. studio. Okay. We're joined in studio in the St. Lambert's Youth Room <laughs> by Chris Motz. Chris is the executive director of the South Dakota Catholic Conference. Welcome, Chris. Thanks. How are you doing today? Doing great. Yeah? Yeah. Why? Beautiful morning. I, I woke up this morning knowing I was going to come visit with you two and then hit the road straight away back up to Pier, which is about a three-hour-plus uh, drive from here. And it's just uh, it's an exciting time of year for me because this is like 
this is like prime time for the South Dakota Catholic Conference. Mm, this yeah. is like Sunday afternoon for, you know, for the Vikings or whatever. This, <laughs> yeah. is, this is it. <laughs> this is your go time. This is it. Do you enjoy the drive? Yeah, it's beautiful. You know, if you get out in the middle of South Dakota, you catch some sunsets that are that are absolutely Unreal. unique. And, you know, you see antelope or bald, eagle, bald eagles or just these, vi- mm-hmm. these vistas that are really, you know, it's like straight from the finger of God. They're awesome. Yeah. So. For those yeah. of you who aren't from the area or familiar with the area, it's about a, about a three-hour drive. Yeah, a little over. Up here, yeah. mostly on I-90 right. uh, and then north a little bit yep. along the river. Yeah. Great. So, uh, 95th. Uh, legislative said, "Have you been to them all, Chris?" Yeah, you <laughs> been to them all. <laughs> I, that was smooth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it, it opened last week, right? Yeah, it opened last Tuesday. Uh, kind of traditionally, the the first day of session is the governor's state of the state, and then the first week. I mean, there is substance occurring, and we'll talk a little bit about some of that substance. But there's a lot of kind of ceremonial stuff too, in the sense of. Um, uh, so the governor's speech, then the, the following day, the chief justice will uh, give a kind of a state of the judiciary. So this was last week, last right? Last week, okay. yep. Then there's a state of the tribes. So the, legis- the legislators are in joint session in the House chamber. Everybody's packed in there, kind of just receiving these really, um, you know, oftentimes inspiring, high-level, visionary sorts of talks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they can be frank, too, just sharing, you know, here's, here's what I see, concerns, you know, um, Anything stick out from kind of the opening sessions? Any, um, you know, nuggets of wisdom that were shared as to kind of get people started and thinking along the lines of what are we doing here? Why are we here? That kind of stuff. Well, one thing that's in people's minds and the governor uh, kind of alluded to this, you know, she kind of a theme of her talk was we're open for business, just business development, wanting mm. to, uh, to really just make clear that that South Dakota is is friendly uh, to entrepreneurs and those to, who would who would just seek um, you know, human creativity in the f- in the field of economics and business, um, and that uh, you know to kind of sharpen the point a little bit is it's a, it's a tough budget year, um, kind of a tough agricultural year, right? Which means that some uh, sales tax receipts are are down. You know, if producers are putting off purchases of big equipment, etc. Um, but that's something that South Dakota has got a tradition of doing. Is is we always pass a balanced budget? We have to. Um, but then, but then also just you know, okay, let's tighten our belts. We're not going to spend money we don't have. We still need to prioritize certain things. You know, we know that there's um, in South Dakota. There's a there's a drug problem. There's a suicide problem. There's a mental health problem. And and our legislators and our and our governor are all serious about these sorts of things too. So, do you think this year some of those things will be addressed? I mean, obviously, not all of the bills have been presented yet. There's a lot filed. Uh, you said even before legislation, the session started, there was how many bills were filed before you know, it even, even started? Even before lot. the first day, there were 102 bills pre-filed. Man, oh man, um, yeah. Which is new in my three years on the job now. My third session now. I haven't seen that yet. Okay. Past, past years, there have been, I don't know, maybe a dozen or less. Oh, a dozen or less and yeah. now a hundred? Yeah, something what like that. Heck? So it's, Wow. Um, That's interesting. You know, and a lot of them are what they call agency bills where they're being forwarded by, you know, either the governor's office or the or the attorney general. So some of that can be a product of just, you know, uh, these office holders have a year under their belts now following the 2018 election. You know, they uh, sworn into office a year ago this month. So, you know, them. Maybe they're building up ahead of steam, talking with other seasoned uh, watchers. It's it's not the most unusual thing in the world, but at the same time, it's like okay, well, this is we're we're going to see 600 bills this session potentially. Yeah. Wow. And in South Dakota, how the process works is every bill that a legislator files gets a hearing in committee, 
and they've got 37 legislative days this year, 38. Um, so every single one of those bills will be heard by the elected representatives of the people of the state. Human That's, interest question, how much time do they have to present the bill? It's up to in the a chair. Hearing. It's up to the chair. So it could be, you know, it could be uh, 15 minutes uh, open and close case, or it could be, a t- sometimes they get a couple hours, but that's rare. Whoa. Usually it's, usually they try and move through them. Pretty quickly, pretty because quick. you have so many. Yes. Okay. Yes. What's your sense? So that's going to be a busy year. What's your just sense of, of the year otherwise in terms of, you already spoke about what uh, Governor Noam shared as her priorities at least, but just what's your, as you said, this is your third um, year at session, not 95th as it turns out. Um, what's your sense of things this year? What kind of big picture is one of the, the great challenges uh, that we as Catholics are going to have this year is to just continue to speak the truth um, in love but the challenge is unity. This is the challenge. And this is actually uh, something that we as Catholics are made for. We're not just called to communion. We're called to, to be communion in a certain sense. Right. It's like this is this is a perfect witness that we have to offer mm-hmm. the world. So, you know, to just um, as a case study, abortion, for example, you know, a lot, there's a lot of energy about electricity, uh, God willing, uh, Roe versus Wade and its uh you know, juridical progeny going uh, the way of the dodo bird. Um, we pray soon, but what that means for the future of this state, for the future of this country, is that um, this issue is going to be even more contentious uh, politically at the state level in various sure. places, including South Dakota. Um, <coughs> and of course, we know what the evil one likes to do is he likes to sow division and discord, yep. even amongst friends. Sure. So I think that's a that's going to be a challenge uh, for for people, not just people of of Christian faith, but people of all people of goodwill, to just. Um, to, to deal with one another with civility and charity. I, um, you're, you're concerned about that this year? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's a good reminder, first of all, that we as Catholics, as Christians in general, need to be, wherever you are, every, every one of the states in the listening area has a state legislature. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to be praying for mm-hmm. the political process, not only involved, Catholics were called to be faithful citizens, um, but to, to be praying for um, a fruitful session, but also for peace and civility in the process. That's obviously been a part of the national conversation, um, the lack of civility. Uh, and so we're seeing that even creep down into the state level. Mm -hmm. You know, I think about it a lot, this imagery of how do we become a bridge rather than an obstacle? Sometimes I think the way that I have presented an idea or, um, you know, something that I'm passionate about actually presents an obstacle for people. And I've just been reflecting personally, but also in kind of a broader sense. And I think, Chris, you and I have had a lot of conversations about this in regard to the work of the South Dakota Catholic Conference or really anyone kind of in that in that world, um, in that space working in legislation is how do we create bridges to allow people to cross, to kind of come into unity. I, I love how you said that. We're not actually just called to create unity. We're <coughs> called to be unity yeah. uh, and to draw people into that. Yeah, unity and truth. So it, I think that's a very, very important point. But I would offer just um, you know, another point for reflection for people is sometimes that uh, we, we would permit that desire to not be a source of division. We, we permit that to actually f- feed... Um, Maybe a bit of fear where I'm not going to speak about mm, this thing. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to approach this person about this thing because I know it is going to be, um, the, the, the issue is going to be divisive. Mm-hmm. That, um, that fear we need to overcome. Mm-hmm. You know, we do. Because so. it can choke. Yeah, it can, yeah. Really, it can really choke the truth. Yeah. yeah. So, so somebody might be listening to that. They'll be like, okay, but how do you both, how do you speak the truth and be a bridge? 
Yeah, I mean, just uh, put on the mind of Christ. Pray. You, know, you just gotta. If you're not praying every day, um, you know, that's faithful citizen citizenship. Step number one is pray every day. That's it. Mm-hmm. So. And I think you've also articulated so many times the importance of relationship. You know, that that I'm not just uh, approaching a difficult conversation with somebody that I've never met that I don't know. I might yeah. have that difficult conversation, but I'm also going to say, "How are who, who are you? Tell me about who you are, where you come from. Let me understand you yeah. um, and love you so that we can actually have a conversation that's conducive and, and helpful. And that's my challenge to everybody listening right now is if uh, my challenge to you is to know who your representatives and your senator are. Everybody in South Dakota has two state representatives and one senator. You know, th- know their names. That's my challenge to you. So next time I see you on the on the street and you say, hey, I heard you on the radio, pop quiz time, I'm going to ask you. I'm not going to quiz you guys right now. <laughs> but, you know, just know, you. Know, who, yeah, know who those people are. And, yeah. um, you know, it can be really, it, it's just so great if the first time, you don't want it to be the first time you're contacting somebody necessarily right. on. So right. mm-hmm. if you've got that, that mm-hmm. foundation in place, mm-hmm. it's, it's mm-hmm. much better. I think your emails are really helpful because there's actually a link that if you don't know who your representative is, you can click and, and find I them. So um, I use that every year to remind me who my representatives <laughs> are. Keeping it real here. Um, but your emails are really helpful. If uh, People can sign up for them on your website at uh, South Dakota Catholic Conference. But your emails throughout session also kind of indicate um, certain bills that have been presented and certain bills that we as Catholics, I think, need to be particularly aware of. We obviously need to be aware of all of them as faithful citizens, but you um, have a have a particular interest in certain areas within the church. And I know you did send one email so far um, w- regarding a bill. Can you talk a little bit about what that is, um, what we need to be aware of? Yeah, it's House Bill 1057. Uh, it's a bill that would prevent uh, doctors, healthcare providers, from either blocking chemically blocking normal puberty, uh, prescribing large doses large doses of cross sex hormones, or conducting what are commonly referred to as cross sex sorts of surgeries on minors. On children. Um, yeah, I mean these practices are are gravely immoral to use the language of the church, and um, at least some of them are known to be happening in South Dakota in numbers that are not inconsequential. It's known. Um, even through just court filings, um, you, know, you know, by people seeking to change birth certificates on, on teenagers. So, so this is public record. Um, it, it, it's gravely immoral in the churches. This is, a, this is a topic that, you know, of course has been, we may remember, I think it was five years ago now when uh, a former Olympic athlete, you know, who, who won uh, men's track events, was on the cover of Vanity Fair you know, that's, it, it almost seems like an eternity ago in, in a certain sense, but this issue has been really prevalent in in society in the last five years. And the reason it's important is because there's something, um, not only is like the underlying falsehood a concern, but something called rapid, what uh, medical researchers would call rapid onset gender dysphoria. You know, there there's a clinic in Britain, uh, they call it a, a children's gender clinic. They've seen a 4,000% increase. Yeah, in what's the happening of, there? Yeah, yeah so that we know that there is, um, you know, an underlying um, uh, mental health condition, but it, it certainly seems that it's accelerating, and more and more children um, just see this as a good for themselves, that they would uh, permanently alter their bodies through chemicals or surgery. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the Catholic Conference is really proud uh, to just stand and um, 
and compassion so we recognize that these are real people they're not just numbers there's mm -hmm. a real experience of pain the the, the emotion um, the the sentiments they're very sincere they're very real and so it is we we, we always must um, look upon you know that the poor the marginalized those in pain to just put on the eyes of Christ and look upon them with the gaze that that he looks upon them with um, yet at the same time just understanding that it's a very appropriate function of the law to seek to protect people um, which actually allows you to get to the heart of what's going on. Right. Why, what's, what's going on in this child, in, in their life, in their family situation, in their uh, psychological you know, state. What's going on that's at the core of this? And let's first actually address those things. The protection of the child, first and foremost, in figuring out, okay, where is there... Um, I mean, there's a, there's a reason. It's called a dysphoria, you know, this disorder of, of how we see ourselves. You know, if we went into a doctor and said, this arm doesn't belong to me, yeah. cut it off, yeah. they would look at us like we were crazy, you know? So there's this reality that there's a disorder in the way that we're viewing some of these things, and I think it allows us to get to the heart of the child and what's, what's really going on. Yeah. I mean, that's the, the etymological root of the word dysphoria is a feeling of of something isn't right when, in fact, reality is right, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. So... Mm -hmm. yeah. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Chris Bergwald. And well, I am Emily Leadham. Yes, yes, Sorry. Thank you. Sorry, I was still thinking about her. <laughs> this is such a good conversation. I'm totally lost in it. <laughs> um, and we're talking today with Chris Motes, is the exec executive director of the South Dakota Catholic Conference, about this session um, in the South, South Dakota legislature. Uh, Chris, we just got a couple minutes left. Anything else with this bill in particular? It is such a, I think, important bill and, frankly, contentious bill. Yeah. What, what we were talking about earlier, divisive and so on. But is there anything else that you want to talk about today? Yeah, I would just mention that one of the arguments is kind of floating around out there that this this bill of passed would be could potentially have negative economic consequences for the business development of the sure. state. That's the critique of it. That's, you're saying that's yeah. one of okay. the critiques, and I would just um, or criticism. Yeah, that uh, on a moral basis, the argument I find to be empty. Um, so we, all, we we have to remember that business, whatever we're doing in society, whether it's whether it's business, culture, art, it's always got to be oriented. Uh, towards and, and and seeking to build up the common good. Um, Amen. So, so for that argument, I would really just uh, for anybody who's in business, really curious about you know what is this argument because it's being made by some influential organizations. Is to there's a, a document called the vocation of a business leader that really speaks to this point. Um, you know the. The, the the high calling of entrepreneurs in society to actually orient their their public voice. Uh, not just their business operations, but their public voice towards truth, justice, the common good, etc. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And as with everything that the church teaches, it's, you could, yes, it's written by Catholics for Catholics, but somebody else could read it and see the reasonable nature of what's being said. Yeah, and actually, uh, the bishop, I think it was a region seven, just on an ad limina a um, couple of weeks ago, this is one of the topics the Pope brought up. Yeah. And he said, right. this is not a religious issue, this is a yep. human rights issue. Yep. Mm -hmm. Not to, of, of course empty it of yeah. religious meaning, but it is human rights. Amos. Tell us one more time where people can sign up for your updates and emails. sdcatholicconference.org is the website. They can get on the email list. They can check out all the positions in the 2020 session. And even for listeners outside of South Dakota, you offer great education, so I think people Amen. in any of our states would be in our listening area would be really benefited by your, by your work. So, Thanks, Chris, for being here. Thank you. God bless you. Coming up next, Emily... 
Emily Alito, across the table from me, has a new podcast that you don't want to miss, and I've got some thoughts to share about New Year's resolutions. Later, call in with your questions during Straight Talk. We have a bonus this morning, as I, Chris, won't be the only one answering questions. Father Sean Haggerty, pastor here at St. Lambert's, will also drop by to join the conversation. We're coming to you live from Father Haggerty's parish, St. Lambert's here in Sioux Falls. This is Chris Bergwald. And I am Emily Leadham. And you are listening to Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. 